the Yudgimo Mido Tarachamim, the 13 attributes of mercy, the 13 attributes of Hashem. Now, we only add the word Rachamim because of what we're going to discuss in this year today. Is that in general, we say there's 13 attributes of Hashem. Now, the Rambam says, if you want to see the 13 attributes of Hashem, all you need to do is look at the way that Hashem runs the world. And what he says over here is a fascinating thing, which personally, my own personal, I don't know what you want to call it, taste and things that I enjoy watching, I see this very much because I love watching or watched, I haven't watched in a while, but National Geographic, all these uh, they have today on Netflix, uh, I forgot what it's called, these like shows that are very popular today where people watch animals and all these different spectacular things. The Rambam says these things that when you look at them, you say, wow, that's spectacular, that's amazing. It's actually when you look at nature, you understand the ways of Hashem. So sometimes people will ask, and not sometimes, the biggest questions in the world is, why do bad things happen to good people? And why do bad things happen? Why do people die? But what you don't see people asking is why do good things happen? Which good things happen all the time. Good things happen consistently. The world, if you look at the general trajectory of the world, the world has always been growing. It has not been decreasing. If you take out the flood, right? The world has always been increasing in population, increasing in growth. It's always been going up. If you're talking about climate change and everything, I don't know about that. That's beyond my, uh, my pay grade. But what we're talking over here is if you, watch, if you watch these nature shows where you see the symphony of nature, it's unbelievable. Sometimes you'll watch these shows where they show you... I, I forgot the show on Netflix. There's a show on Netflix which is spectacular. You can watch it. What? Our planet. Our planet. It's unbelievable. If you look at the way the ecosystem works, you go into a jungle... Every little seed that falls creates a plant that just eats this animal and then this animal eats that animal. And it's, it's unbelievable. It's magnificent. And the Rambam, who was a doctor as well as being a rabbi, he was really a master of all these different fields. He said that you can see the greatness of Hashem by looking at nature. It doesn't have to be something where you're like, oh, how do I know anything about Hashem? He's so far off. Look at the way that he runs his world. When you look at the oceans and the jungles and all these different places and you say, wow, this expresses the greatness of Hashem. So the Rambam talks about over here, what he's talking about today, is that we need to learn Hashem's science. We need to learn the realities of the world, which is a fascinating opinion. Because generally speaking, a lot of uh, Rabbanim and also a lot of secular atheists in the world have always made it seem like science and Torah or science and God are opposites. So what the Rambam is saying over here is a fantastic idea. He himself is a doctor. What he's saying is the opposite. He's saying that science and Torah go hand in hand beautifully. If you want to understand God, look at science. If you want to know about the way God wants His world to be, look at the Torah. And their beautiful partnership. There's an amazing book by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs called The Great Partnership. It's an unbelievable book. He also was one of these guys who was a tremendous doctor, tremendous philosopher, with a very large grasp on the Torah. And he shows how all these different ideas which seem to be conflicting, they're actually in perfect symbiosis together. So here's what he says over here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the Rebbe as well. The Rebbe as well went to university. It's very well known. The Rebbe went to university. He studied, I believe, electrical engineering. He was in the Sorbonne. And then Berlin. In Berlin as well. He was in Yeshiva. Yes, he was in university. Do you know that they say, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen this story, that they say that the way Rav Soloveitchik 
and the Rebbe met each other the first time, Rav Soloveitchik was taking a nap. I believe it was in his room maybe even. And the Rebbe walked in, and he woke up with the Rebbe standing, and that's how they met each other. And they became very good friends. And one time they even asked them, because they wanted to know, oh, everyone's all excited, they're good friends, everything. They once asked the Rebbe, at the time when the Rebbe was getting so many letters, he didn't write full responses. What the way that you would write is you would write the question and response within the question, and then the Rebbe would circle his response, right? So somebody wanted to know, oh, where should I move? I want to live somewhere, should I move? The Rebbe would circle his response. Somebody wrote to the Rebbe, are you and Rabbi Soloveitchik very good friends or acquaintances or whatever? And the Rebbe circled in red ink, very good friends. And the Rebbe wrote in a note, the Rebbe wrote more than, you, more than you'll ever know. So they had a very, very uh, a fantastic relationship. But he says over here is, back to the Rambam, the Morna Vuchim, is that with the idea that we're learning all of this, the Morna Vuchim, which is usually very philosophical, the idea that we want to learn from this is that the Rambam is saying is that the point of learning God's attributes are not just to know. Even though in general, like we said, we split up in the kolal different ways of learning, and Mordevuchim is generally philosophical, today is not philosophical. The Rambam says the reason why it's so important to know Hashem's attributes is because we want to emulate them. When you emulate God's attributes, then you are being godly. So we see, the Rambam says, you'll notice that he's bringing up the, the previous discussions that we had before, that it says God is merciful. Now that means merciful is an emotion. I actually was just discussing this the other day with my wife. Now when you're, let's say, for example, she has a seminary. So it's like, is merciful, does that say God is emotional? That God sees, let's say you're a teacher and you see a girl who's struggling or a boy who's struggling and you say, oh, I feel so bad, my heart goes out to him. And they say, no, mercy can also come from justice. Meaning the Rambam said clearly that Hashem only operates on a purely logical basis. And yet... 12 out of the 13 attributes. If you want to go through all the 13 attributes of Hashem, that's why they're called Yodgil Midos Harachamim. It's not because these are the 13 merciful attributes and there's 13 bad attributes. Out of the 13 attributes of Hashem, 12 of them are about mercy and one of them is about punishment. So all the times we see in the Torah where it says Hashem is vengeful, Hashem is punishing, Hashem creates calamities to destroy the wicked, the Rambam says, I'm going to do the math, 12 out of 13, whatever that is, 93% of the time, Hashem is merciful. Purely out of logic. So the Rambam Sengum here is a spectacular thing. If you are a person who is cold, who is logical, which the Rambam says, like we've discussed earlier, a leader must be cold and logical. A leader cannot lead by emotion. Why? Because Hashem doesn't have emotion. So we always want to emulate Hashem. Somebody who is a true leader should not have emotion. And yet without emotion, he should always be coming to mercy. Which is a spectacular idea. Because I know definitely in previous generations, I think my generation... There's this whole movement that I hear from Rabbi Jacobson and Rabbi Russell, who are big you know, speakers and educators all over in Muncie. I know they speak about it all the time, about how education today needs to be all about love. But I do know the previous generations that there's been a lot of uh, very strict discipline. They were more physically hurtful to children when it came to discipline. And generally, fathers were much more strict than they are today. So you might think, oh, it's like you read Asadoros, like it's going down. But no, what he's saying is that, yes, even true education which comes from a place of real discipline, should always be leaning towards the side of mercy. Which in general, if we're taking a really practical lesson, we're not saying this in a philosophical way, really practical lesson, in general, if you want to follow the ways of Hashem, even not because you do it because you feel nice, even if you're cold and logical, the Rambam is saying you should always lean towards the side of mercy. Always. Very, very, very rarely do you go to meet our punishment. And that's why it says a bloodthirsty basin was once in 70 years killing someone, even though we have many halakhot 
Thank you all so much. We're going to end off with a beautiful story that brings out this idea. There was a rabbi named Rav Moshe Rodga, okay? And he explained that it says that Hashem, when he came down to speak to the Jewish people, he came down in a cloud. So the question is, this is in Shemot, Paraklamadala, Pasuk Hay. So the question is, why did Hashem come down in a cloud? So we hear this rabbi brought out a very interesting idea. It's a little bit indirect, but it's a very powerful idea. He said that the reason why Hashem came down in a cloud is to teach us a lesson. That a person sometimes in their life, they're in a cloud. Sometimes they are in a bad situation. God forbid if it's health, if it's financial troubles, if it's success, they're just not doing well, whatever it is, they're not doing well. And when a person's wallowing in pain in their own cloud, a lot of times they're not able to be nice to others. That we say people who are hurt, hurt others. Very simple. A lot of times when you see somebody and you see that he's nasty to other people, you should wonder what's his history. Somebody who can't be nice to others, it usually comes from, there's an origin where it came from. So what he says is that Hashem came down in a cloud to show us that even when we, God forbid, are not in a good position, and we're not succeeding, and we're not in a good place, we can still be kind to others. And there's a story with Rav Mordechai Kamenetsky that he says a story with his father, Rav Benyamin Kamenetsky. The Rav Benyamin Kamenetsky, one time in his community, in his neighborhood, there was a woman who had a son, and this son was about to be bar mitzvah. Now, what was the problem? The boy's father passed away when he was a little boy, and his mother was on her deathbed. She was very ill. And his bar mitzvah was coming up in a few weeks. And the whole town knew, that, I mean, it's one of those stories, everybody knew what was going on. Everyone knew the little boy's father had passed away. Everyone knew the mother was passing away. So it became this big thing that everyone's going to go to the boy's bar mitzvah. It's going to be one of those huge bar mitzvahs that everybody comes to show chesed, to dance with him, to, you know, to be misameach him. So Rabbi Yaman Kamenetsky, before the bar mitzvah, he goes to visit the sick woman in the hospital. And she says, Rabbi Kamenetsky, I don't want you to come to my son's bar mitzvah. Kamenetsky looks at him. Rabbi Kamenetsky, was, he was the most respected rabbi in the town. He was like, the, you know, the big one. So he said, what's wrong? Why should I not come? She said, you should know there's another boy in town who has a bar mitzvah the same day. And she says, I know that everyone in the community, every single Rav is going to come to my son's bar mitzvah because everyone wants to do chesed. Everyone wants to say, okay, he's not going to have, his father's not going to be there, his mother's not going to be there. We should all be misameachim. But she said, no one's going to go to this boy's bar mitzvah. So she said, Rabbi Kanatsky, I want you to go to his bar mitzvah and make sure there's people at his bar mitzvah. So that's a story where you see somebody, even in the position that they were in, that you can imagine the pain that they were in, imagine how hard the situation is, and yet she was thinking about what's going to be with this other boy's bar mitzvah. So it should be a lesson to us always that we actually were speaking about this in Netivot uh, Olam, if you remember, with the Mara, that we want to go in Hashem's ways, and the key to going in Hashem's ways is to be merciful, to be kind to others, not to be tough on other people, and that is Hashem's ways. Everybody.